Coming up on this episode of Up for Debate, we are talking the games of the Olympiad. That's right, your favorite Olympic sports from judo to handball, from no longer cricket to no longer croquet. We're going to talk about all of them, even the former ones. It's going to be an exciting show. We hope you stick around because it's time for Up for Debate. This is Up for Debate, episode number 57, recorded August 11th, 2016. The Games of the Olympiad. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the show that always goes for gold. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by our our, our master of ceremonies, our uh, judges panel, our um, gold medal winner, Matt Mariani. What's going on, Matt? How's it going, Mr. Sean? Always a pleasure to do this podcast with you. It's been and, a little while. Uh, no, it hasn't. It has it's, been a while. It's been a couple weeks. I feel like it's been it's been a stretch. It's definitely been a stretch. Because I I was out of the country. You moved. I did. You've been uh, relocated. In, in case you couldn't tell, Matt's old generic bedroom from his current generic bedroom. Yeah, that's right. And I'm also I feel like I'm facing a different direction. I don't know. Maybe are you like, like are you like a bird and you get like north is yes like, north. In my brain, due north, and, and it's it's somewhere else. I always Definitely. thought you were part bird. That makes perfect sense. Yep, it's one of my many many talents. <laughs> Being part bird. Being part bird. I think that would that would probably net me some gold medals in the Olympics. What do you think? I yeah, I think that's juicing though. I don't know if you're allowed to uh, to do that. Yeah. Taking bird hormones. That's, you're that, saying yeah, I should stop taking bird hormones. They test and, for that stuff now. You yeah, can't, they you can't just do. do that. Um, I guess you got to make sure you get the right bird hormones, though. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to take like turkey hormones, and then you'll just be slow and good at drowning in the rain. Good at drowning in the rain. I'm already pretty good at that. Um, yeah. All right, Matt. So we are talking Olympics games. By the way, before we get to that, you know, it's been quite a while, as we just discussed, several weeks since we last checked in with the 2016 Summer Movie League. And I think it's only fair to the folks at home that we give them a fair check-in on how I things are progressing. They, they're all dying to know how we're doing. I, and they should because it's exciting. So if you haven't been watching before, here's what you need to know. We are playing in a Summer Movie League. That means myself, Matt, Colby, Dan, and Mike all drafted movies a while back. Way, 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 way. It seems like forever ago. And we earn the box office dollars those movies make domestically. And the person with the highest total gross of their movies at the end of the summer, which the end date is, I have it written here, the 9th of September. Oh, no, the 9th of September. Sorry. Oh, I forgot what month it was. Yeah. 9th of September. We, 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 still, we, still have to, uh, we still have to account for Pete's Dragon. Well, we do. And, you know, I like to give – my rule is four weeks after the last movie's released because, like, Finding Dory is still making money. I mean, some of these movies are still making money. So, um, you know, we want to be fair and give Suicide Squad a fair run um, as well. So, um, would you like to know how you're doing, Matt? How everyone's did doing? you see Suicide Squad? Uh, no, I did not see Suicide Squad. I'm not a big uh, DC guy, and um, I'll probably catch it at some point. I do, maybe this weekend I think I'm going to watch Batman v Superman. Because I still have not seen that. Oh, see, here's the problem with our podcast. It's called Up for Debate. We have this tendency, Sean, where we agree 
too much because I too am not very much a DC guy. I think in in the world of of comic book heroes, I would lean more towards Marvel. Just happier. They're just happier. I don't really need to. I don't. I don't want to delve into that grit and griminess that you get in the DC universe. I, you know, I'm gonna. I would almost peg it a little bit. To, and of course, on our Olympics episode, let's talk about comic books. But I would peg it a little bit towards our generation, to be honest, because we grew up in the era of peak Marvel in the '90s with comic books, in the 2000s with movies. Um, you know, DC not really their super strong suit in that time. You know, they had a, no, they, they had a few blips, but not like Marvel. Well, when when were those Michael Keaton Batman movies? Well, I guess there was just the, the one. Or maybe no, he had were, two. Yeah, the two with Keaton. The two, first one was 89. And so the yes. second one was probably 91 or 92. Our generation kind of missed that, like a little bit, because yeah. we were way too young for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, I mean, we grew up on... What's interesting to Sp- me is see, Spider-Man, X-Men was very big in the 90s. Yep. I, I, what's interesting to me is now we're seeing a big rise in DC animation, as well as DC heroes on television. Yeah, that is true. So in another five or ten years, we may see another generation who has grown up on those things and may see an uptick. The movies certainly I don't think are going to help. But we'll see. They're making a lot of money. Mark Hamill's Joker was pretty good. Mark, great example. I mean, their animation, I'm told, is very good. Now, I don't really watch cartoons anymore. Um, But I'm told their animation is very good, so... I'll take their word at it. Um, let's see. When it comes to the draft, here we go. In fifth place, Dan Miller, $437 million. Um, He is the only person with a movie still outstanding, Pete's Dragon. So uh, hopefully it makes an insane amount of money. Otherwise, <laughs> it's not looking great for him. Because, Matt, you were in fourth place, $610 million, led by the massive haul, the... Um, the I'm looking here at the sheet. The fifth, the, the fourth or fifth highest grossing movie of the summer, Secret Life of Pets, which I think was a bit of a surprise. It's actually the second best bargain in the entire draft because you only paid nine bucks for it. Go ahead and tell us what the best bargain was, oh. as if we don't study. Oh, I may have paid nine dollars <laughs> for the Jungle Book and gotten about you know fifty million more out of it. Um, yeah, yeah. Colby is in third, six hundred twenty-three million. Um, he just got above you guys with, uh, Jason Bourne and Star Trek Beyond, which just came out in theaters in second place, uh, coming from last all the way up to second, Mike led with, um, Ice Age Clean Course and Course Suicide Squad, which had a big opening weekend last weekend. Uh, and he'll continue to make some money from that at 756 million. And in first place with $1.1 billion, this guy... This guy hey. who happens to be the commissioner. Don't you always love that, folks at home? Don't you always love when the uh, commissioner is in first place? We got a real Donald Trump over here. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just Look, saying. I, I, I don't have your own conclusions. Fact, you know, I just, I'm just here to bring things up. You I'm, know? Just, I'm just pointing it out. Um, listen, uh, once again, I will point out, I, th- there's nothing sketchy going on. I had the second, um, the... I had the highest grossing movie of the summer, by the way, Finding Dory, which made $70 million more than Captain America. So, you know, I, as I tweeted to Dan the other night, Finding Dory alone made more than all of Dan's movies combined. So, 
Just saying. Um... So there you go. That's your movie draft update. We'll be continuing through the 9th of September. You can check it out on our website, upfordebate.tv slash draft. Okay, let's get to the real reason we're here, and that would be Olympic sports. I just thought of something. Okay. That usually ends well, yes. if, (laughs) If you took bird hormones and then participated in the Olympics... You can call them the Crow Olympic Games. Okay, on that note, let's uh, let's continue on. <laughs> that that falls. That that is. I've got really nothing to say. The Crow Olympics, just like a, a whole pool on bird. <laughs> I think the only sport, the only real sport that give you an advantage in, I think, is probably would be swimming. I would think because you have that wing, the wingspan. Um, that would be fitting you. Uh, what about like uh, uh, discus? I don't think birds have like tremendous physical strength. It would be more the agility and speed aspect. So, like gymnastics, balance. Okay, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, that, all right, that's much better than, well, I think swimming you'd have an advantage, no, but I think the, gym, the gymnastics, the gymnastics games would probably be the, the best. You know what? Comparison. Golf. Birds, how would birds be good at golf? They'd be great at golf. It's a no-brainer. They lay eggs. <laughs> golf balls are basically eggs. All right, now you're just being silly. All right, all right, let's talk the Olympics. <laughs> Uh, Matt, as you may know, we're currently in the middle of the Summer Olympics. There are, do you know how many sports are in the uh, Olympics? I'll venture a wild guess. I'll say 27. You'll say 27. That's not a bad guess. 28. 28 sports. So you're very close. I was so close. Very close. Um, But that's the number of sports. That's not the number of events. For example, in the single sport of athletics, is what they call it, there are 47 medalable events. 47. Including all of the various uh, running. So the 200 meters, 400 meters, 800 meters, 1500 meters, 5,000 meters. There's the high jump, the pole vault, the long jump, the triple jump, the shot put, the discus, the hammer throw, the javelin throw, the decathlon. That's just for men, and then they double it up for women. They give out a lot of medals at these things. Mm. Um, it's kind of insane. And frankly, and we can talk about this now or later. I think there are too many sports in the Olympics, to be honest. I really think it's kind of unnecessary. Why is... I, listen, I get everybody wants to have their sport in the Olympics, and nobody wants to be the guy to take them away. You may not know this, Matt, but for this current Olympics, they tried to remove a sport to make way for a new sport. That was going to be their policy, right? We're not going to add any more. We'll take one away, and then we can add one. And they voted to get rid of wrestling. And then they protested, and then not only did they put it back in, they also added the new sport. What was the new sport? Um, so for this current Olympics, uh, they added, uh, well, they re-added, actually, um, golf and rugby. Okay. Golf had previously been an Olympic sport back in uh, 1900 and 1904, and uh, rugby had, previously, uh, had never been an Olympic sport before. Here's where... I mean, I kind of, 
I mean, I definitely understand why sports like soccer and rugby um, would make it to the Olympics. They're sports that nations across the world participate in. And you have a lot of common ground among fans and players alike. But I'm just of the opinion that the those sports kind of should be left to their own leagues. Like there's no need to bring them into the Olympics. Like rugby already has an international game. And like soccer definitely has, has a, like a million international the World games. Cup, sure. like the World Cup, the UEFA Cup, the FIFA well, Cup, the North American Cup. There's now, like there's so many. So why does it also need to be in the Olympics? Well, now to be fair, I would say nearly all, not all of them, but a vast majority of Olympic sports, I believe, do have some kind of world championship. Swimming, all the swimming events have world championships. Um, gymnastics all have world championships. Um, now, of course, they're not as popular, um, but they right. but they do have them outside the Olympics. They do exist. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm just th- I'm just just stating that opinion because why? Uh, I feel like the Olympics themselves is really a chance for uh, some other less popular sports to get their their place, to get their their viewership. Like you know, the track and field, um, gymnastics, swimming. I feel like those are events, like they're quantifiable events that you know. You go from point A to point B. If you're the fastest, you get a gold. If you're the second fastest, you get a silver. Mm-hmm. Um, third fastest, you get a bronze. Like that's there. I think every event in the Olympics should be like that. Should be like a like a quick kind of show of endurance and demonstration of strength. Like, but when you get to 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 games like soc- soccer and rugby being part of Olympics, I feel. A lot of the times they try to add rules or they'll take rules away and they kind of morph the game into like – so they fit like the Olympic. It's like the Olympics rules of well, rugby. Well, basketball does that like crazy yeah. – like a lot. They're, they're what? They, they do 10-minute quarters instead and the three-point line is closer and it's, it's, it's very different. Exactly, yeah. If they want to do something like that, then, then I, I, I say just change the sport completely. Instead of calling it basketball, call it Olympic basketball, and and like that is now its own sport. And I don't know. I, I like and then, but but to I don't know. Having having sports that are already on TV and already are being watched elsewhere in as part of the Olympics, I think it it doesn't really do anything for me. I, I have no interest in watching these sports I'm- on the Olympics. I mean, what's the difference between the Olympics and all these sports having world championships? I guess the difference would be that these medals are going towards your nation's total. It, right. it all day. happens at the same time. It's a mm-hmm. historical pride. It's a nation pride. They, they, it's different winning a world championship versus winning a gold medal. It, it, they are not the same, and that's because we've gotten to this point where we've raised the Olympics to such a peak in sport. There is nothing higher. The Super Bowl is not as big as winning an Olympic gold medal. It's just not. As much as people you, you want to debate that, it's not. It's The Olympic gold is the biggest prize in sports. There is literally no higher prize. So it's, it's not surprising that every sport wants the opportunity 
to win a gold medal. I get that. I want to win. A, if there was one for podcasting, I'd be like, great, put it in. Let's. I want to win. I get that. I think it's ludicrous to ask a city in the span of two to three weeks to hold this sheer insane amount. They have to build, build an entire kayaking course just for kayaking and canoeing. It's so impractical. That's not even reusable. Like it's yeah, so impractical. I think that's the that's one of the main problems, right, with with the Olympics being hosted by a country is that a lot of these courses and stadiums are falling into disuse. I mean, dis- they're falling into disrepair. They're just abandoned. Their lack of use, yeah, they they get abandoned. A good example is um, uh, the state. One of the stadiums they built in China is like just decrepit now. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure more than one. But oh yeah, Ath- Athens oh, is famous oh, for this. They just have left just everything. They're just it's just all this concrete that's just busted up, and you know it's 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 sad and it's a waste, but. The, the problem is, what sport do you start pulling out? Because I'm looking at the list here, and I'm like, there's got to be a sport in here you want to pull out. But then you're like, well, why is it? That's what happened with wrestling. It's like, how's it fair that you pull one sport out, but not another? Right. Now, the problem with pulling wrestling is that wrestling is definitely one of the mainstays of the Olympics. Like, the, when the Olympics were first, even, like, I mean, before the modern Olympics, the ancient Olympics, the wrestling was was part of that package like mm-hmm. greco-roman wrestling has been around for longer than the olympic games have been around themselves so i feel like pulling that it would would be an injustice and um uh but i don't know i mean well maybe this will help you because this is interesting so you may not know this i think most people don't know this uh the olympics people make a lot of money putting out the, like not the city but the olympic organization the ioc makes a lot of money right nbc paid over a billion dollars for the tv rights i mean they make money a lot of that money goes back to the sports they actually go to these respective sports to help them come and to do the whole thing right Mm -hmm. in order to figure out how much not every sport gets the same amount of money the olympics actually divides the sports into categories based on popularity as gauged by television uh, viewing figures uh, public surveys ticket requests press coverage and they actually rank which sports are important and which ones aren't. Would you like to know, it's categories A through E, which are the most and least important sports in the Olympics? Yeah, go Maybe for it. Maybe you could guess. There are three sports considered category A, okay. the most popular and important sports. What sports do you think those would be? The most popular and important, we got to start with uh, swimming. Absolutely. I feel Aquatics, like swimming- that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Swimming's pretty big. Yep. Um, how about um, I feel like uh, I feel like discus is up there. Like well, I guess think, discus, think, think javelin, bigger categories. Track event, track, event. track, track and field, field, athletics. Yeah. Yes, that is category A. There's one more. Uh, okay, so um, the last one, uh, uh, running. The uh, well, that's athletics. I guess that's, that's part of track and field. Yeah. The is there a marathon or that's I'm part of athletics? That it's part also part of athletics. Again, that's forty two different. Diving. diving is also part of aquatics. Yeah. Just, just if you've watched any of the coverage lately, I mean, so what do they what do they show in prime time? 
Oh yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of how I've been going off it. Uh, I feel like I'm missing a really big you, one. Uh, here. You're missing a giant one. We the U.S. <laughs> just won uh, a gold medal and a silver medal in it today. Oh, gymnastics! Gymnastics, yes. yes. Those yes. are your must-have sports. All right. Beneath that category B, which is cycling, tennis, basketball, uh, football or soccer, and volleyball. Okay. Then there's category C, which is archery, badminton, boxing, judo, rowing, shooting, table tennis, and weightlifting. So your your mid range. Then your kind of less important D sports: canoeing, kayaking, equestrian, fencing, sailing, taekwondo, triathlon, wrestling, handball, and field hockey. Wow, is equestrian really still part of the games? Absolutely. Actually, there's several equestrian events: dressage, eventing, jumping. Um, there used to be vaulting. They don't do that anymore. Um, and then the category esports, which are the least popular or new sports, pentathlon, golf, and rugby. Wow, rugby's all the way at the bottom, huh? Well, because it's new. Yeah. This is the this is is this the first This is the first year. Olympics in our lifetime that have had rugby. Um, yeah, first first ever. The first ever know. for rugby, yeah. Like I said, it's golf is new as well, but they did golf for two Olympics in uh, nineteen hundred and nineteen oh four. Wow. So uh, golf is back as well. Um, And they're adding five more sports for Japan, by the way. Five more. Yes. They are. I wanted to bring that. Matt, you're breaking up on me. To the games. What? You're, uh, you're, you're, oh, you were breaking up there for a minute. Can you... Are Hello? You, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. I can hear you. I can hear you. All right. I think there's a bit of a lag and a delay, but we'll power through it. Yeah, that was that was bizarre. I think I... Well, I, it's been doing uh, that all episode. Too much. Yeah. But um, but it just got really bad there. But all right. We'll power through. No. Um, the IOC voted to add uh, baseball and softball, yes. karate, sport climbing, surfing, and skateboarding to the 2020 Olympics. Yes. I, I wanted to talk... I, I was saying while I was being broken up that that was my big talking point for today. I mm-hmm. wanted to talk about the, uh, these five new games that they're adding. Sure. Um, so the first off the softball baseball kind of fits in with that category of sports that already exist that kind of already have meaningful championships. And we can take this one even a step further because there's the baseball, um, world classic that occurs every four years and um, features the you know the, the countries that have big names in baseball: USA, Japan, England, um, Mexico, Cuba. All those countries um, are featured in the baseball classic. So that's essentially already the Olympic Games of baseball, right there. Uh, but I guess, like you said, winning a gold medal is kind of the pinnacle of sports achievement. Um, so, uh, that being said, I mean, it's, it's good to see softball getting its props there. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think that kind of all it's, it fuels the stereotype that I really don't like in the sports world that softball is just the female version of baseball because it's, it's kind of, that's kind of exactly what it's doing. I, I don't know for a fact, maybe they're going to have a men's softball team competing Ooh, that would be and, a, neat. and a woman's baseball team. I think that'd be I, awesome. I would watch that. 
I think that's really cool. <laughs> um, I hope they do that instead of just treating softball like it's some kind of female alternative to baseball because mm-hmm. it's really it's really a completely different game. Did you know, for example, that in softball there's one more uh, field position added to the to the field? I you have kind of, I think it's called a um, I forget what they call it, but there's it's somebody who's basically like the the shortstop behind the shortstop. Like you have the outfield, you have the infield, and then there's one person in between the outfield and the infield running around. I think you're mistaken. It's like an Matt. Extra play. I don't think that's right. You don't think that's, I don't think that's I, true? I, I think you were at a softball game once and a streaker ran by and you assumed that they were playing on the team. <laughs> yeah, that, that could have been it. I, I, I'm a little suspicious. Um, you know, yeah, I, I, you know, I agree that I don't believe baseball and softball should be added, but for a different reason. And that is because, again, there are too many sports and it's too taxing on cities to host this many types of sports. If they wanted to take, you know, like if they had a 25 meter diving event and they want to add a 50 meter diving event. Okay, fine. I mean, it's not that much extra effort to just put a higher platform, right? How do you reuse a baseball diamond? You have to come up with with enough baseball diamonds, by the way, to have multiple games going at once. Well, yeah, this is this is why uh, it would be obviously no problem for for the United States, right? We have well, tons and tons of baseball stadiums. Not only major league stadiums, we have uh, college baseball fields. We have baseball fields all over the place. We have lots and lots. That's provided that you know the United States hosts the games. Now, the 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 country where these implementations will be taking place, Japan, in 2020, one assumes that they have already well, sure probably that's an why they pushed out of baseball. That's why diamond. they pushed to add it. Absolutely, that's why exactly, and and that's that's a, it's a very popular game in Japan. Well, but looking well, beyond the Tokyo 2020 games, we would have to. We would have to find countries that have ample baseball diamonds. And, you know, I think a lot of countries in Latin America, you probably find plenty of baseball diamonds there. Um, it's an incredibly popular sport there. Um, and, you know, South America, too. Well, do you but, know, um, I, I will tell you, because I, I knew this and now I have to relook it up. Um, the 2024 Summer Olympics, do you know what the candidate cities are? No. Tell, tell me if any of these cities are known for having a great baseball. <laughs> Budapest. Nope. Paris. <laughs> Rome. Oh, boy. And Los Angeles, which we'll give a pass to because they'll, they'll make it work. But, um, yeah. It squeezes everybody into Dodger Stadium. I mean- <laughs> I mean, it just, it's kind of ludicrous and it's the same, so, but it's the same yeah, course, most countries right there. Yeah. Sport the, you, you're climbing. Going to definitely you, run into problems with, with, uh, with baseball and softball for those you, countries. And how do you now, even score was, sport climbing? I'm sorry. I don't mean to get distracted. Oh, so climb. Yes. Climbing is one of the new sports, sports but, climbing. I wanted to ask you about that. Actually, I was not entirely clear what, what okay. a sports climbing event would entail. I feel like now that that's a sport I think could, that could be very interesting to watch. And and in, in terms of scoring, 
I, th- I would see it, you do it one of two ways, if not a combination hybrid of the two. Uh, you'd have a committee of judges that would grade you on the form of the climb itself. You know, whether you're, um, you're hitting the right stations in the climb or whether you're not, you know, however your form is when you're climb, uh, sort of like an ice skating, almost like if you're, if your form is, is good, whatever, like you lose points if you fell or, um, uh, or you could have, you know, just a traditional race to the top and just see like who can get from the bottom to the top of this cliff side or what I'm not sure if it's going to be an artificial cliff or a natural cliff side, like who would get to, you know, climb the actual structure fastest. And I think I like that second way better. Um, anything about the form of a climb? Wikipedia is of zero help in explaining to me, Okay, here we go. Competitors will in 2020 competitors will take part in three disciplines: lead, speed, and bouldering. Would you like to know what those are? Lead is the most common type of sport climbing. They climb a long, difficult route designed and set by the route setter and attempt to reach the top. Their performance is determined by the highest hold reached and whether or not that hold was controlled, meaning they had a stable position um, on that hold. They consist of three rounds: qualification, semifinals, and finals. In the qualification round, competitors climb two similar routes, meaning there's uh, uh, okay, there's a lot more here than that. But yes, essentially they climb a difficult route, and their performance is judged by who gets the highest and how well they do it. Then there's speed, which, as you can guess, is a race. Um, the climbing time is determined by mechanical electric timing. Um, okay, and then there's bouldering, which consists of climbing without ropes on short walls. Um, falls are stopped by mattresses. Okay, I, that doesn't sound right. Um, it's marked by high difficulty concentrated into a short route, limited competition time, and close proximity to the spectators. That sounds exciting. Um, yeah, if, if I'm Abby, reading. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. The competitor's score is determined by the overall number of routes sent by him or her and the number of attempts needed. So there you go. Yeah. Interesting. That seems like a really stupid event. On climbing.com. Good source. They're they're all a buzz over this. They're quite excited over there at Um, climbing.com. They're saying that it'll feature 40 climbers. And it's going to go over the span of four days. That's interesting. I I don't know. Like... um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how. It's it's very confusing. Mm-hmm. It's very confusing. I'm I'm sure they'll have a little info session with maybe Ryan Seacrest to explain <laughs> what's going on. Where you know when the when the the games happen. Yeah, I will need some help explaining that one because it seems kind of. I love. I love the reason that the. Uh, head of the International Olympics Committee gave for adding climbing, well, climbing, softball, karate, and surfing, and skateboarding to the list. When he added the new games, he said that we um, basically we want to make these sports accessible to the youth. And basically, this is what the kids are into. So this is what we're going to 
throw in there, like the kids are into climbing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, that is a strange one. So, um, Matt, we Ms. have a Sean? we have a question from the audience, our live Whoa. audience on Facebook. We have an audience. We All right, do, we do. I, I, I kind of forgot we were even doing a podcast. <laughs> okay, we just having a conversation. So what do they want to know? They want to know how a city is chosen to host the Olympics. Well, that's a good question. Are you? Uh, do you know the answer? Uh, I, I I know a very vague shell of an answer that I could probably give while you Google the real answer. Uh, I already did Google the real answer. All right. Well, uh, do you want me to... to explain my vague shell of an answer yes, i do actually i want to hear how right. close you get sure so you, you go ahead all right so, so all these countries get together and they're all like who wants to host the next olympics and the they have a, a committee the committees formed and they look at stuff like okay is this all right for this the country to host these games or are they going to have some trouble obviously that part doesn't really happen because then Brazil wouldn't have gotten the chance to host this year. Um, and then the country that really wants to host the Olympics takes out of their checkbook and says, here, Olympic committee, like, here's a lot of money. Take this to the bank and let us host the Olympics. And the head of the Olympic committee grabs the check and he puts it in his pocket and they say, oh, you know what? It looks kind of awesome. Brazil looks like a great place. Let's let's have the Olympics in Brazil. And that's how a country gets to host the Olympics. Wow. Um, it, to be honest, you're, in reality, you're probably closer than what I will explain in, <laughs> uh, in paper. Um, it's all brilliant. Yeah. So, um, so this is kind of how it works. So first there's the application phase. Any city can technically apply to be part of the Olympics. Now, the problem is each country usually has some kind of border organization that limits it. So, for example, the United States can't put forward 10 cities. The United States Olympic guys usually choose one. So, in the past, you know, the United States have put forward bids. Um, all these countries can put forward bids. They submit an application. Uh, the IOC then scores them based on a number of things in that application, like uh, political and social support, infrastructure, available venues, the environment, accommodations, transportation, security, if they've hosted in the past, finances. Um, they, um, they give them a number. And then um, four of the five highest rated applicants move on to the next phase, or I guess five, the five highest rated move on to the next phase. Uh, at that point, that's usually when they get the logo and, you know, everything looks all nice. They look at things like, um, hang on, I gotta go back to a different article. Um, they go through a different stages where they talk about, they first start with their vision, concept, and strategy. So kind of the overall piece. Then they talk about governance, legal, and venue funding. So the numbers. And then lastly, delivery experience and venue legacy, you know, make sure it actually is going to work. Um, for example, in 2016, um, the following cities were put up for bid. Um, uh, Chicago, you may remember. Uh, Qatar put up uh, Doha. Madrid, Prague, Rio, of course, and Tokyo. And they were all scored. In this case, uh, Tokyo actually had the highest score. Um, 
But it's at this point that they actually go and then interview them and go through the application. And then they actually vote and elect them in three rounds. The city with the lowest round each time gets eliminated. But they only vote on a subsection. So, for example, in 2016, they only voted on four cities. Rio, Madrid, Tokyo, and Chicago. Chicago was eliminated in the first round, uh, which some people thought was more to your earlier point, maybe a little sketchy, but okay. Tokyo eliminated in the second round, uh, and Madrid eliminated in the third round for Rio to uh, to win the opportunity to host. Did, wow. Does that kind of answer the question? It's well, a very that's, that's long a process. Pretty, it's a very bureaucratic process. I didn't yes. know there was so much that went into There's so much. Uh, a lot of paperwork. Paperwork, yeah, desk. Mm-hmm planning that went into that yeah, oh it takes lot. many years that's that's the right now they're doing they're they're accepting applications for 2028 so you know they're, they're they do it quite uh, quite far in advance yeah so the olympics well that answers your question a fan on facebook whose name is colby um and thanks to uh to to colin i don't know if he's still uh still watching but he commented on facebook uh couple things. One, oh man, Japan is going to be sick at baseball, and I agree with that. And also that <laughs> tennis is pretty hype this year, and I got to say I have not heard that because I don't really care about tennis. Is tennis an Olympic game? Is <laughs> that part of the Believe game? it or not, it is. A game that has several international championships every year is part of the Olympics. Yeah, see, I think that goes against the principle of those games. I, I feel like leave the games as pure and as natural as you possibly can. And then give the hype to like the world baseball classic. Cause if you have like, this is what ruins soccer. Well, many things ruin soccer, but <laughs> this is one of the things that have ruined soccer. It's there's so many tournaments and games and championships and leagues and it gets confusing. And that's why I can't, I mean, that's just one of the many reasons that I cannot get behind soccer. Um, and I know there are people out there who agree with me. Yeah. Uh, that it, it, when, you, when you have all these tournaments and championships in in a a, uh, a, 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 a like an organization of games that are supposed to be like discus and swimming and triathlon and decathlon and like the raw athletic, just like who can get from here to there faster, mm-hmm. who can mm-hmm. throw this big rock hard, like farther, who can like just individual. I guess the word I'm looking for is individual. Yeah, so individual you, you don't like team sports. I like team sports. I don't like team sports in, in the, Olympics. the Olympics. Okay. The 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 closest thing to a team sport I think that should remain in the Olympics is something like a relay race. Yeah. Relay race is fine. That's that that falls under the track and field. It's, it's a very what traditional about, game. What about volleyball? Volleyball has only two people. Uh, not not indoor volleyball. That's what six eight people. That's team. Yeah, that's got to go. That's got to <laughs> go too. It's a team sport. Yeah, I mean, you got to be careful. So double like double what, tennis. Archery should remain, but as an individual competition. Oh, okay. All right. Instead of archery. Uh, yeah, rugby. get rid of doubles tennis. Rugby is going to go. Rowing? What about rowing? Make an individual rowing. It, so just rowboats? <laughs> yep, just just everybody's in their own little rowboat. I'd boat. actually totally watch that. 
Field hockey? Yeah, it's got to go. That's got to go. And uh, awesome. yeah, we've, we've talked about badminton. Doubles. I mean, that kind of goes without saying. Should, should that have ever been added in the first whoa, place? Whoa, whoa, Should whoa. that have ever been added in the first place? Hang on. Sean? Hold the phone. Time, time out. Hold the phone. Badminton is one of, if not the greatest sport in the Olympics. And I don't, I don't even know why you would even begin to suggest anything but that. All right. It's an entertaining sport to watch on YouTube. By the way, I'm sure I haven't tried it yet, but badminton fails. Probably a great search to do on YouTube. Fair enough. Listen. Looking for something to do. This is coming from the guy who says we need to represent underrepresented sports. And I cannot think of a more underrepresented sport than badminton. I can think of probably three. Okay. Go ahead. Go on. Go on, badminton. Why does it? Why does badminton need to stay in the Olympics? Um, Your case because it's really important. There is no representation of badminton elsewhere in the sports community. Badminton, by the way, which has been an Olympic sport dating all the way back to 1992, um, <laughs> is um. I just Quite frankly, I'm I'm amazed at how badminton was ever included in the first place. I I would read a book. I would read a book that highlighted the um, process that the Olympic community went through to add badminton to their sports well, catalog. Actually, in, their in 1972, it was a demonstration sport in Munich, so it does date farther back. Just saying. Look, I'm willing to put up with golf being in the Olympics just because it fits the criteria of being an individual game and it's been played since the early 20th century in the Olympics. That's, for me, that's far enough back to render it a classic. Um, by the way, do you know which city hosted the first modern Olympic Games? Uh, and this is, I swear to God, this is not looking. I believe it was... Uh... Okay, now I'm now I'm confusing myself. It was it's either Greece or Paris. I always I'm not sure. It's one of those Greece two. Right? Greece is a country. Okay. <laughs> well, one of them. I would, I would assume you meant Athens. Athens, sure. Uh, Paris. It was Paris. It was Paris. Okay. It was Paris. Paris. They hosted the first modern Olympic Games. And man, I want to say 1896 or 98. Something like it's that. It's 98, I think. Um, do you know what city has hosted the Olympics more time than any other? Is it also Paris? No, although Paris would tie the record if they're awarded the 2024 Olympics. Is it Athens? No. Oh. Huh. I, I would have. I would have guessed it would be one of the two. London. London. There you go. Has hosted three times, which is the the all time record um yeah indeed um the i'm sorry i'm clicking through to the uh the 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 list that gives all the fun facts about where all the olympics have been held which i i read for fun because it's interesting um yeah london has hosted three um 
as well. The country that has hosted the most games, by the way, America. Four Summer Olympics, four Winter Olympics. That's right. They can't get enough of the red, white, and blue. You know it. Um, although, so, although we hosted some pretty shitty ones, so <laughs> yeah, just saying. Remember the uh, was it the Salt Lake City Olympic Games where they had those crazy uniforms? I don't remember to be honest with you. Google, Google the uniforms at the Salt Lake. I feel like they were they were worth commenting on. Now, I have an interesting gripe. I'm not sure if we have time to address it fully, but I would like to bring it up. It's our show. We have as much time as we want. You go for it. That's right. Um, I feel like the Olympic Games, a lot of the sports are really, really westernized sports. You have a lot of... Like judo. Eurocentric and American-centric. Not like judo. Like table tennis. These are terrible examples. You're you're countermanding my point. (laughs) I know what you're doing. Okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like they need to add more uh, Eastern sports. And what a what better sport than to add for the Olympics than that sport, which name I can't remember, but we featured on our uh, Bizarre Sports episode where they play volleyball with their feet. Yes. Oh, I was also thinking, though, of the one where they have to climb the pole with the people or they have to oh, tip yes. the pole over. That was cool, too. That was a great sport. That was a, that was I think in Japan. But then I think if they Colin, add that, then they they have to add Quidditch. No, you know? they don't. That's they don't I, don't that's really fair. Quidditch. Nobody has to add Quidditch. No, that could be enough. the Olympic. Imagine winning Olympic gold in that. <laughs> think about it. I think it'd be pretty neat. I think that'd be really funny. I mean, <laughs> being a gold medal seeker. Yeah, no, that does sound pretty shitty. Um, I never got, and I, I think actually, I think we did talk about this in our Bizarre Sports um, podcast. How come when you catch the snitch, the game is over, but your team does not win? Like, it, it there was a, an actual scenario in one of the books, one of the Harry Potter books, where they caught a team caught the snitch but the other team won because the snitch only gave you a certain amount of points and it was not enough to beat the other team so why would you catch it exactly that's my point why would you why, i guess you i guess you're really trying to time it so that you catch it when your team is ahead cuz catching the snitch automatically ends the game right. that's how you end the no, game no but the, but the, what you're describing sounds like it like an own goal kind of situation where you didn't yes. realize you were behind it that much or you know yes, you accidentally the, caught the it books, yeah the player caught it i guess cuz that's the seeker's job right is to catch right. the snitch sure cuz i think i think she kind of wrote the snitch in to be like this game is basically basketball but with broomsticks we need to to make it some somehow Magic-y. not yeah. basketball. Yeah. And yeah. that begs the question, why don't they amend the rules of basketball to have a guy in a golden penny run up and down the court while one specific player is assigned to try to catch him? You, you know, and the game. You know, we did an episode where we talked about gimmicks to get people to watch baseball games. That sounds like a great <laughs> gimmick that an NBA team should use. Yes, because I would go and I would love to watch, you know, (laughs) 
you know, a Draymond Green chasing a uh, a guy in a in like a gold spandex uh, <laughs> outfit around the court for uh, for a little while. That might be fun. Not just around the court. How about he can also go into the stands and run around the audience with the audience? Harry Potter night. Wow! First thousand be- people in the stadium get a uh, get a broom. That'd be fantastic. That's uh, once again the promotional efforts of the Mariani uh, Jennings uh, agency. We're good. We're we're great. I picked the wrong career. I should be in advertising. You, you should picked be. the right. I should have been in you- teaching. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Whoops! Career um, swap. Career swap. That I'd be an awful teacher. Um, <laughs> no, you know, Matt. Because uh, I think we've got to start uh, beginning our wrap up here. But you know, I'm going to pitch an idea here on how to save the Olympics because I think they need right. saving. I think you and I are the only guys with the with the brains and the know how to save it. Let's face it, you're probably right. right. <laughs> so here you go. Here's how you save the Olympics. It's it's very simple. More Olympics. What? We hold one summer, and we'll just say summer for now, one summer Olympic games, the Olympiad, every four years, right? And we cram 28 sports, well over 150 events, into two weeks once every four years. That doesn't seem very practical to me. I think we should have a summer Olympic every two years, but only do half the sports each time. Uh, sort of like a like a teaser Olympics? No, 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 no. It's two Olympics with half the events each, and you organize this way. One city doesn't have to build all of the infrastructure for uh, all okay. of the so events. Share the burden. You know, and you bit. organize it where where like events like, can be at the same time. You know, so all the ones that use a certain that's, kind. Of- I think that's too much Olympics. I think that's too much. I, I can barely handle this every four years. Well, you can't I, I handle it because so much is happening. What if it were just one much. week every two years? That's not that much. Or you could do two weeks with less coverage. Before. I liked your idea before where they where we just build an island and have the Olympics on. Did Olympic you say island. that on the show? That was on the. I hope that was on the show. No, was I, that, I, no I said it on the show. And I've said it before yeah. to people. I still think that's a pretty legit idea. Sean wants to build an island somewhere in the middle of the ocean just that to is hold specifically the designed just to host the Olympic Games. I think that's a great idea. It can be its idea. own country, you know, and it's and that way it's, 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 it's international. It's fair. I mean, the Olympics already have a flag. That could be their flag. Its own military protecting it you know, do, from the inevitable invasion of yeah, kind, probably Russia. Kind of like oh. uh, the Vatican. Same idea. Yeah. You know, well, a country in a country. Vatican is a country within a country. Yeah. But I think the Olympic Island, which we should obviously name Olympia, would exist just on an island. And it would be the perfect location for the next James Bond supervillain. It was all Can of you one. imagine that? He, he takes over the Olympic Island? Wow. That's, that sounds like a Lex Luthor uh, plot right there. Um I think that's good. I just, I don't know how you can keep, there's got to be enough events where the weight of it implodes upon the Olympics. I just don't. It's become extremely impractical. Yeah. It's becoming extremely impractical for any modern, modernized nation to, to think of hosting the Olympics because it's such a, 
it's a, if the, the, what's the opposite for a money maker, a money loser? It's yes. a, it's a money such a money drain. Yeah. It's a big money pit. Well, and it's money, money. I mean, we saw Boston was actually selected by the United States to be their representative. They said no. And said, Boston no, declined. Out of here. Well, yeah. no, the, the state declined. Really, I mean, you know, yeah. there were people in Boston who wanted it, but but you know, they they realized what a boondoggle it was, and that's why Los Angeles is now the the bitter. And I think the only reason Los Angeles did it is because when they hosted in what year did Los Angeles host in the uh, in the eighties? Oh, eight, yeah, it was eighty because it was pre Barcelona in ninety two, so it would have been eighty. Was it eighty eight? Because Atlanta yeah. was 96, right? So maybe it was earlier than 88. Was it 84? Your ability to remember Olympic dates <laughs> mesmerized. It was me. 84. Yeah, I'm looking at it right it here. Yep, in Los uh-huh. Angeles. They made money on that, believe it or not, because of really smart planning and organization. And I think that's why they want to do it again, because they think they can. Yeah, pull- that was the that was the strange, um, I guess, the exception to the rule. Yep. That actually wound up being the poster child for future nations to want to host the Olympics was Los Angeles. Yep. Yeah, they were used all their stadiums, and they were very smart about it. And yeah, that's the and that's the main that that was the thing. They were smart about it. They but, they actually found uses for these old these infrastructures that they they built. Now, granted, that was a time when Los Angeles itself was expanding, so it actually was going to build much of these things anyway. Um. And you look at Los Angeles now and it's a traffic nightmare, but well, it's the thing about a city like Los Angeles is it has nothing to prove. I mean, that's why you see countries like Rio, like Russia, like um, Qatar, uh, you know, bidding for the Olympics is because they either do or think they have a lot of cash Um, for some countries. They do for some they don't. And they're willing to shill it out to put themselves on a global stage, or at least this is what they believe. Uh, because nothing does that like the Olympics does. And if it goes really well for your city, you're forever known as that great city. I mean, you think of some of the um, success, more successful Olympics, Barcelona and uh, Sydney. And, you know, uh, if you have a successful Olympics, you're kind of forever known for that. So I get why cities want to do that. But I think that's the point where Los Angeles comes in as a city that actually has – a doesn't have to build shiny new stadiums because they have nothing to prove. They're just more interested in hosting good games, not being a shining beacon on a hill. And that's, I think what kills these cities that try to host the Olympics. Yeah. And, and the problem that we're seeing this year with Rio being the host, I think that the Olympic community is sort of pandering in a way to try to get non quote unquote, non-traditional locations to host the olympics like brazil who's never hosted it before um you had china who had never hosted before uh now you're gonna have japan who's never hosted before like no, you're gonna, that's you're gonna, not true i think japan has, has japan hosted um actually right japan's hosted I four games yes summer in 64 and winter in 72 and most recently on nagano in 98 but has has tokyo ever been the host the host city um yes in 64 64 was the host. Yes. I remember there, I, I didn't know there were four, but I remember there had been one where uh-huh. they had host. So they're, they're trying to get, they're trying to get a lot of countries that have, have 
So Japan is is a bad example, but China, Rio. Well, I don't think uh, even even Sochi in Russia. You're they're trying to get a lot of locations that have not been the host before in locations that you would not really think about. It's the same reason they had the World Cup, the FIFA World Cup in South Africa previously. But the problem is that these locations are just not equipped yet to to hold these games, to host these games. There's not the the infrastructure is not there. Right, and to to try to force them to 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 build um, venues and infrastructure to host the games, I think is just not fair. It's just detrimental to the the economies of these 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 poor places. It is, but I think that again, that's why you're going to see reduced, uh, you know, essentially competition for these um, for cities to host these games. Because I I agree, I don't think there's going to be a big um, interest in uh in doing that frankly i wouldn't be surprised to see india host the games in the near future um no i would be surprised actually that because, wouldn't surprise me because i don't think there is because they're not as flashy as some of these other countries that are bidding so for example the the 2018 winter olympics three countries bid three just three um, uh, G- uh, Germany, France, and uh, it eventually went to South Korea. Um, and as, if I remember correctly, and let's see if I can find it, um, for 2022, um, even less cities bid, I think. Yeah, only two cities bid. Only two cities bid, Matt. Two. For the Olympics. And what if it was Kazakhstan. <laughs> and so unsurprisingly it went to the one other bidder which was China in Beijing so you know uh, Norway was supposed to bid for it and they voted to pull out and they did so you know I don't know they got to come up with something and, and people have pitched well, they, yeah. well they, I think they yeah they really have to come up with a more conservative response to hosting the Olympics in terms of fiscal well fiscal conservative you had like you can't you just can't build these these stadiums and just let them go to waste. Well, that was one of the things they had pitched for um, Boston when they were trying to save the Boston bid was people were saying, okay, well, let's go back to the IOC and say, well, well Boston will host the Olympics, but we, we, we got to do a reduced event Olympics. We, we can't do this many events. We just can't. Um, and obviously the, the U.S. IOC did not agree um, to do that. So, And they lost the bid. And they lost the bid. So, you know. So, I mean, how about this? And, I, and they, they kind of already do something like this. Instead of having a city be responsible for all of the games. And I, I know there, there are a lot of games. Aren't there a lot of games in these Olympics? I'm not an Olympic expert. But um, aren't there like games that are held outside of the host city? But like still in the same country, um, like wouldn't you have like the boat race is taking place in like maybe not in in Beijing? The boat race is in Shanghai it's, or someplace. Well, it, it is interesting because outside of- so the World Cup, for example, they spread those around. I mean, sometimes you have to travel an hour, two hours to get to the various yes, venues. All right. maybe, maybe that's in what the I was Olympics. Thinking. They tend to keep them much closer. That's what I was, I was thinking of the World Cup. In the, then I think that they should take a page from the World Cup. 
and have the host they, there can be a host city whichever city you choose and that's where you have the opening and closing ceremonies um light the torch there you know extinguish the torch have the whole show and then you use the other cities in your country to, to you know share the burden that way and have like archery take place if u.s is hosting archery will take place in chicago or like uh... boat races in boston and like the um the diving contest is in Atlanta. I mean, I know that's, that puts a strain on the tourists because not they're not going to want to travel well, that no, far. No, it puts a strain on the athletes. I mean, uh, yeah, I just the, – the, I agree. I think that's an okay idea. I don't know if you can go as far as bouncing between Atlanta and Chicago. I mean, that, that yeah, might be a, a little much. Example. Yeah. But I just but don't – Cities in the immediate area, and then that way you can, you can build a stadium – you know, in rural areas far outside. But the the problem is someone still has to pay for it. Someone still yeah. has to pay for it. And if it's not coming out of one state's pocket, it's coming out of another. You know, yeah. I mean, I just, I, I agree. It's a, it's a decent idea. You have to find the land to even put the stadium. Cost-wise, it doesn't help. I think it does help if you're talking about really uh, urbanized cities where there aren't a lot of space. And, you know, instead of mowing down poor houses to build a stadium, maybe put it outside the city. Okay, that I agree with. In terms of cost, I don't, I don't know if there's an advantage to doing it that way. I honestly, again, you know, if we're not going to build Olympic Island, then maybe we should just have a rotating list of five cities that just have the infrastructure. Yeah, and it's just always those five. already existing. You know, That's one in each continent. Anyway, I mean, China, China is going to host the second Olympics. Los in, Angeles is in going Mexico. for their third. London's done three. Mm-hmm. You know that. Yeah, we're already kind of seeing that happen. That's that okay. rotation list. I think that's okay. And yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine. With Why that. does it have to be in a different city every time? I think that's kind of unnecessary. Um, we, you know, we have a uh, uh, Colby Rabidou commenting on live on Facebook here. Two things: one, volleyball is great. I don't care what Matt says, and he's 100 percent right. Uh, volleyball <laughs> is great. Uh, Colby, you may not know this, was an amateur volleyball player uh, for like a week uh, in high school. Like a week. And um, he says he likes the distributed Olympics idea. Hey, I, I love volleyball. Fan Colby, don't get me wrong. <laughs> volleyball is awesome. I just, I just, I'm, I'm trying to eradicate all of the team sports from the Olympics. That's a try to get get them out. Get I them think out. of everything we pitched, including Olympic Island, that is the biggest, boldest idea is just to eliminate team sports to wipe out all the teams. I think Olympic Island is probably more likely than I I think that defeats the purpose. Isn't the whole point of the Olympics individual achievement and, you know, representing your nation, but acting alone as an individual. I I thought that was the whole point of the Olympics, but then again, Jamaica has a bobsled team. So, and and hang on, Matt, we, we try to be incredibly factually accurate here on the show. We we genuinely try, so I have to issue an important. They cannot have a bobsled team. Up for debate. Correction. No, they actually did have a bobsled team. No, um, Colby Rabideau actually played volleyball for an entire year. So yeah. I apo- I apologize. <laughs> I I must have missed his uh, induction into the volleyball hall of fame. Um, I I apologize. So they should put him. They should put him on the Olympic team. I should I shouldn't really piss off our one fan. Um, that that might be a bad idea. Yeah. Well, I love volleyball, Colby. <laughs> Volleyball's great. Listen, all the sports are great. I, I don't disagree with that. Honestly, if my takeaway from this is we need to do a better job 
promoting all the sports when it's not the Olympics. Like, yeah. I would like to know when the archery championships are on. Why isn't ESPN like? Yeah, exactly. This? That's what I, that's all I'm saying is the, these are these are sports that that need their they, they don't have really get their dues anywhere else. So the Olympics I is kind of like where they get their due. It's where it's their, their time to shine. And then I think rugby and soccer are coming in and kind of taking it away from them. But we, you know, we talked about Archery this on deserves, they deserve their, their, their props. Man. We talked about this in our last episode, the future of entertainment. I think in a, in a world of increasing entertainment options, I think it's even harder for these smaller sports to get attention. And that's why the Olympics are so important because you have the largest spotlight in the world focused on one place for two weeks, you're going to get the badminton is going to get noticed. And the only time, because in a, in a sea of options, um, Oh, Colby, Colby is, is Colby says, what if they split up the Olympics into more smaller Olympics? That was my idea. Yes. That's exactly what they should do. Instead of doing it once every four years with a zillion events. That's too much. It's too much. It's too not much Olympics. though. It's not. There is no four such years, thing. Like before, four years is already too much Olympic. They, they should. It should be one. It should be every ten years. It should be every decade, and that because that makes it more special. Yes, it's more special when it's done every ten years. Absolutely not. That's garbage. And then honestly, here you go. I think they should also split up the Winter Olympics and then just four do one each year: summer, winter, summer, winter, summer, winter, but not repeat events until every four years. You know what I mean? So, so the first fifty percent of summer, first fifty percent of winter, second fifty percent of summer, second fifty percent of winter, and then you go back to the first fifty percent, and you cycle it every year. Olympics. That's I love it. I way, can't get a, way there's a, too much. There's a there's a there's a Super Bowl every year. Yeah, because the Super Bowl is awesome, and it's mostly marketing. As a marketing person, you should love the Super Bowl. As a marketing person, I love the Olympics. Have you seen how many commercials there are? The Olympics is also tons and tons of marketing. Yes, it is. But the Super Bowl, it it just does it better. Um, The Olympics, it's it's just too much. Too much Olympics. Too much. There can never be too much. Did you know, fun fact, um, poetry used to be an Olympic competition? I don't think that's right. Look it up. I'm literally looking it up. I don't think that's right. I think it was poetry and essay writing. Testants could meddle in poetry and essay writing up until, I want to say, like the 30s or 20s. It was a thing. So was Highlight. So was Highlight. So was Highlight. What is Highlight again? That's the one with the, um, with the curved hook. We talked about this on our weird sports episode. The one with the curved hook and you, and you whip the ball really fast. They... Oh, look at, look, we're being watched on the big screen by one of our fans at home. Matt, are you there? Oh, no. I think we lost Matt. That means we've been talking too long. Are you there, Matt? Matt? Can you hear me? Buddy? Oh, yeah, I'm here. That was weird. Yes, I'm, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, you, you just yeah? stopped okay. for a minute there. That was really weird. I, I went into some kind of time warp with uh, it was that was really it was bizarre. You kept saying the word and you would it would go into different frequencies and that was I wish I was taping it. I don't have my my phone on me. Nothing can ever beat though the time when Dan said but over and over again. That was pretty fantastic. But 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 but, but. that was great. 
Uh, Matt, we are out of time. So no more. Yes, the are. Olympics are over. Just tune in again. Did you ever explain what highlight was? I, I missed that. Yeah, it's the, it's the one with the stuck with the curved hook uh, paddles, and you and you the, you take the ball and you whip it at the oh, wall. Oh yes, yep, yes. Highlight. Highlight. Uh, yeah, Matt. So the good very- news is, in two years, we'll get to come back and do an episode on the Winter Olympics. That'll be fun. I'll bring my parka. We can talk about bobsled and curling and uh, speed skating and uh, uh, downhill skiing. I don't think there's uphill skiing, but they just keep adding sports, so I don't know. Um, Do they still have the one where you ski and shoot a rifle at the same time? Oh, I love that one. That's one of my favorites, the biathlon. The biathlon, yeah. That is a great one. That's a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. How about fishing? Fishing should be a sport in the well, Olympics. I just ice fishing for the Winter Olympics. That, no, come on, no, enough is enough, please. <laughs> I can't. You're the one who says there's too much Olympics. We do not need to add. There's too much of of this this boring Olympic. Let, let's add auto racing. Why can't auto racing be an Olympic sport? No, because that's that's dumb. Why would auto racing be part of the Olympics? That's the the driving a car is not a sport. It's just driving a car. Oh, but leaving a, a hook in the water till a fish eats it is a sport. Because you're wrestling the fish. Oh you're you're it's literally man versus nature. There's nothing more primal than that. Just go watch boxing. It's the same thing. Jeez. And who said anything about fishing with a fishing pole? I was talking about a harpoon. Oh, I thought you meant like bare I, hands. I thought you were you had to reach no, in and grab it. Like you're, you're out and spear the fish. Absolutely not. Um, but, but you know what? I'll send a letter to the IOC and see what I can do. All right. Very good. Well, thanks, everybody. I guess it's still up for debate. It is still up for debate. Thank you. See, gee whiz, we're always up for debate here on the show. Thanks, everybody out there for joining us, especially those of you joining us live. We do this Thursday nights at 830 Eastern, 730 Central uh, on the Internet, on our Facebook page, page facebook.com slash up for debate TV. Go there, like the page. And you actually get a nice little alert when we go live. So that's like the easiest way to follow us. And as you saw, if you comment, I watch it during the show. We might bring it up. We might talk about it. We're interactive. Um, We love to get folks involved. But if you can't watch live, it's okay. Relax, because we have a website, upfordebate.tv. If you go there, you can get all of our past episodes, audio, video, every episode we've ever done. And you can also subscribe on a number of platforms, including... um, Gosh, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, uh, via RSS and most major podcasting apps, video on YouTube, 720PHD, it looks great. Colby was watching on his big screen. I mean, come on, you can watch this on your, on your mat. You got a new TV. You can watch the show if you gotta want. You got to see this, this face on a big screen. Well, it doesn't look good because you've been j- jittery and stopping the whole time. Well, so yeah. Maybe not this episode, but a different one. You can watch the video. It looks great. Uh, and you can also follow us at Up for Debate. Uh, TV on Twitter, and you can email us upfordebatetv at gmail.com. If you have a topic you would like us to discuss or you have feedback on something we've already said, post on one of the social platforms or email us. Anything else, Matt, before we conclude? Less Olympics, more Olympic ice fishing. Okay. Okay. I would say, I think tonight we've won the gold medal uh, in podcasting. No silver medal. Maybe the bronze. Maybe all right. I think I think we finished. We played. We DNF. Played. We did not finish. <laughs> I think we played. <laughs> Disqualified. Um, yeah, we got the SQ. Oh, you know what? And I'll also mention very quickly. 
Um, GameNights.tv. We just did New Dungeons and Dragons, so go there. You can get it on the website. GameNights.tv. It was really fantastic. I I thought it, I had a blast. It was really fantastic. Yeah, it, it really was. That was a a fun time. And then I'll. Uh, what a way to come back from a long break. Yes, and I'll even double down because you definitely have to watch this week's because not, this week's episode is good. Next week's episode is fantastic, and you gotta listen to this week's to get next week. So at minimum, you definitely gotta listen this week. Um, that's my recommendation. Okay, we gotta wrap up because we're running long. Um, on behalf of Matt, I'm Sean, of course, but you already knew that. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. We'll definitely see you next time for even more exciting debates here on Up for Debate. Very good. That was man. We really got nice. going there. Yeah, that was I'm good. I'm sweating. I'm winded. <laughs> oh yeah, I liked how we actually had a debate this time. We I did. feel like sometimes, sometimes we don't debate. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that we we were able to to not completely agree on something.